Good morning, Buenos Aires. It is. Okay, here we go. Today, the Bezat Hashem will be starting. Maseches Moed Cotton, Daf Bezim Adalf. We're going to start in Taf Daf Bezim Adalf. Moed Cotton, it's unbelievable. It's about Chol HaMoed. The Sefer Hasidim is quoted by Rabbi Shalom Razner Shlita. Refers to Moed Cotton as like a mace mitzvah. What does that mean? It means the neglected mace that's off to the side. Nobody thinks about it. Nobody cares about it. He says specifically, like if you're in the base matter, and you're learning Moed Cotton, you are doing such a great mitzvah that we've already learned. There's hardly any mitzvahs greater than that. It's a tremendous chesed and a tremendous learning at the same time. So what is chus we have that we're learning this and um, getting so much schar for learning Maseches Moed Cotton. So as discussed, it is about Cholomoyd. Cholomoyd is unbelievable because technically you're supposed to treat it like Yantiv. But... If it, you have a Dover Ha'avid, like a big Hefzid Meruba, as we're going to see already in the first Rashi, or, right, so then you're allowed to do a Voda. That's unbelievable. Like, ain't going to work on Saturday, right? There's nothing that, there's no amount of money that'll get you to work on Shabbos, Andrew, right? There's no amount of, uh, of Hefzid money that'll get you to violate other things. So it makes the Rishonim wonder, huh, I, it's a weird way to say it, but there is a three-way machlokas we've shown him about whether if you violated, so to speak, if you did malacha that you weren't supposed to do on cholamoid, is that an isodar raisa? Is that an isodar banan? Or is it sort of like a hybrid thing, uh, which is which is also a shita, that some some of them are deraisa, some of them are derabanans. Um, the Bali Tosfos, I believe, say that it's derabanan, which it which which is uh, uh, makes. I mean. People will tell you on Cholamoid, you see people on Cholamoid do Madlacha, don't you? So you can, we live in a generation, by the way, if you're picking this up in Buenos Aires or anywhere else, 3,000 years from now, we're in the, in the year Tufshin Pei Beis uh, over here in Baltimore, and there's something called millennials. And so they define Dover Ovid. We're living in, a, in an age, I don't know if, what it's going to be like in 3,000 years, of instant gratification. They define Dover Avid as anything where you're not getting the gratification instantly. If you're not, by definition, if you're not going to get it now, so then it's not going to be instant. And therefore, it's a Dover Avid. Get it? You're going to miss the opportunity to get instant gratification. So I think that uh, that's, that's uh, so you see people do malacha. If that was really Dover Raisa, then you're really playing with fire, right? But be that as it may, let's see what malachas technically the malacha say. Without further ado, the Mishnah. Mashkin Beis HaShlachim. What are these things that you can do on Cholamoid? So again, the context is Cholamoid. You can water an irrigated field. Why can you water an irrigated field? Because the field is going to be uh, falling apart if you leave it and you don't water it for a full week. Let's say you have the whole sukkus and you don't, right, and you don't irrigate and you don't water your, your plants. Everything is going to dry up and die. So that you're allowed to do. Mashkin, to the extent that you are going to, what? To the extent that you're going to uh, keep it alive. What is a base hashlachin? Well, there's two kinds of fields. There's a base hashlachin and the base habal. Um, Rashi, first Rashi in Meseches Moit Katan. Sade shehi omedet bahar. Oh. So base hashlachin means that you have to do some sort of, you're like a shaliach. Or you have to do some sort of shlichus to water it. It's not going to water itself. Beis Abal, uh, we're going to discuss the terms also. Beis Abal is like, the, who's the Baal? A Kodesh Baruch Hu. It, 
it's being taken care of by Hashem with rainfall. You don't have to do anything uh, uh, proactive in order to get it to in order to get it to work. So as Rashi said, So what happens when you are on top of a mountain? Any rainwater that goes on top of this field is going to just drain out. It's going to go flow down the mountain. So you have to figure out some ingenious way to keep it irrigated. Oh. So therefore, right? you're, you're in a, says Rashi, you're in a constant state of having to make sure that it's got water. So that is something that Rashi says. Why? Lefishu hefset gadol, right? Vidavar, right? If you were not to do it, you're going to lose the whole field to dryness. Vidavar shall hefset hitiru chachamim litroch ba b'cholshel moed. Wow! So you're allowed to work on cholamoed. The chachamim allowed it, right? If you're going to have a case of hefset gadol. So right away you see the the, the dispensation. Now that is only a little bit of a tircha. You get down to the bottom of the Rashi, right? And it says. The Chachamim Lomar Lacha, it cut of the Chachamim tell you, Ezem Lacha Asura Bechol Shemoid, Vezem Uterak, Umalacha Sheeshba Hefsed, Imena Oseota, Kigon Hashkos Beta Shlachim, Hitiru Chachamim. Right? So this is the topic of our Mishnah. What can you and what can you not do? And the criteria basically are going to be, if it's a Hefsed Gadol, the Chachamim are going to allow it, unless it's a Tir Chayasera, unless it's something that requires a tremendous amount of effort. So that is the first thing. Now, the next words in the Mishnah, Discuss a very fascinating thing that's a kind of a dafiomi coincidence, Lubliner moment, which is Bamoid Uvashvias. So Mashkin Vesashlachan means that you're allowed to keep your field from falling apart and dying. That is true on Cholamoid and also true on Shemitah. What a lot of people don't realize, people think you have to leave the, the land alone and not touch it for, for the entire year of Shemitah. We're in a Shemitah year, so. Fact of the matter is, if you didn't water your field for a year, the whole thing's gonna die, right? It's gonna dry out and die. So you are obviously allowed to water it and keep it alive. You're just not allowed to cultivate it. And you're not allowed to, right, to do commerce with it. But that's in, in the Shemitah year. So it turns out that there are some things that are different between Shemitah and Cholamoid, but there are also a lot of parallels because both in Cholamoid and in Shemitah, you're, you're allowed to keep the field alive. So there are going to be, we're going to see some differences, but you, but in general, there are going to be some similarities, and that's why it says, So we're going to discuss some Shemitah and some Cholomoed halachas here with regards to sustaining and maintaining a field as opposed to cultivating. Okay. So now it says, you're allowed to keep that field irrigated. What's this? Well, there's two kinds of springs. Mayan is newly emerged. A mayan is one that's been there for a long time. The one that is newly emerged usually needs a little bit more uh, TLC because you just started it. You don't really know whether it's going to need maintenance or not. So it's saying that even though the one that just began to flow may have the possibility of requiring more uh, more work, you're still allowed to do it. Okay. So it's still within the range of what we let you do. But you can't bring it from rainwater or the water of a well. You can't um, irrigate your field from that. Why? Because that required a lot more work in those days. To go to the well and to start drawing, that is Tircha Yaseira, Rashi. That, that is, uh, that's our first, right? So now we see what is not allowed on Cholmite? Not Tirchei Sera. Vein osin ugios lagfanim. 
Ugiot in uh, modern Israeli Hebrew means cookies, but in the Mishnah it means ditches. You can't dig ditches around the Kfanim. That is one way of collecting rainwater. Well, guess what? That's also a Tircha Yaseira. And, right, uh, obviously, right, like they say, it, it's, it's, it's hard work, but it's not digging ditches. Well, this is digging ditches. So digging ditches is not something that you're allowed to do. On Cholamoid, even if it is to one of the methods of maintaining the field, you're going to have to figure out a different way that's less labor intensive. Okay. Again, Moed and Shvius. Um, so it's interesting. Ama is a new irrigation canal. Okay. So it's interesting. Why? Because um, this is a question clearly of Tircha Yaseira, right? You're digging uh, irrigation canal. So I can understand why you can't do that in Cholamoid. But why not on Shemitah? That's, that's an interesting question in its own right. Because Shemitah, after all, right, is... Uh, the, the issue with Shemitah is not really one of Tircha Yaseir. You're allowed to work during the week. This is a regular Tuesday, uh, right? Let's say today, somebody wants to do work on Shemitah and dig the ditch. Why shouldn't you be allowed to dig the ditch if that's going to maintain the, uh, right, maintain the integrity of the field? So we'll discuss that. we understand. It's an issue of Tircha, okay? So we understand the Chachamim, right, that they allow to make the Canal, uh, the ama, it's called, so it's called an ama because of the dimensions of the canal. It's typically an ama wide, doesn't matter, and deep. So they make this canal at the beginning, uh, uh during Shemitah. You can make a new one. So again, to, to dig a new, uh, canal is actually breaking hard ground. It's a Tircha Yaseira. And Tircha Yaseira is not mutter on Cholamoid. You can't do it. However, in Shemitah, you can do it. Because, it's, again, it's not an issue of how hard you're working on Shemitah. It's more of an issue of whether you are maintaining the land uh, or cultivating the land. That You can't cultivate it, but you can maintain it, even if it's going to be a lot of hard work. So you can dig a new canal. But for Cholamoid, you can't dig a new one. That's harder. But if you have one and it requires maintenance, that you can do. That's what it means. You can, in fact, repair the damaged ones on Cholamoid. Good. Fine. Now, another category. Tzorche Rabim. Right? So we've talked about the fact that Hefzed Gadol is one of the things that allow you to do uh, Malacha on Cholamoid. The other thing is Tzarchei Rabim, as follows. says the Rabim. Let's say you have cisterns that are in Rishus Rabim. So now these people need their water. So that you can maintain. You can clear them out, and you can repair the roads, and you can repair the streets. Ves mikvas the mikvas. Uh, what does that mean, the mikvahs? Well, if they have less than 40 saw, you can fill it up, you can clean it out. Well, that's a big statement. We'll see what it includes, but you can do anything for the public. You can mark the graves. The, the, uh, they used to send that shlichim, as, uh, as Rashi explains, they used to send that shlichim to go to the fields and there was the Kilaim police. Kilaim is a Avera, as we know. Mitzvah the Rice, you're not allowed to, right, plant two different kinds of seeds in the same place. And so people used to, the Badats, so to speak, used to send out inspectors, cautious guys, to make sure that that wasn't happening. Um, and therefore, right, 
we allow that as well. Okay, we allow the Kalim police to go out. Now, what does it mean? Viotzon Kalim. Look at Rashi Tosfos. Viotzon Kalim is mitzvah he says. Right? He's saying because there is a girsa issue here. Some say Viotzon Af Al Kalim. You can even go inspect the fields. But what Tosfos is saying is this is the best time to go inspect the fields. Right, that's the ideal time. So take out the ah, the yotzin alakilim. Okay, so again, the tzarchei rabim. So once you say that anything that's for the public good, for the greater good, or anything that's for immediate or davar aved, so then there's a, that really seems to knock out a lot of the malacha. Here's the malacha, but be that as it may, we continue in the Gemara. So the Gemara says like this: Right, mashkin. So like this, we said. That you are allowed to what? If it's a base ha shlochin, so we're going to make like a punnet square, Andrew, which is to say two different factors on both sides and the x and the y axis for four different scenarios. What am I talking about? Well, base ha shlochin and base ha bal, we'll put that on the y axis. So we're going to say it could either be a field that requires work or a field that's just going with rainwater and can take care of itself. Okay, and then the other one, we're going to say new spring versus old spring. Okay, so a new spring is more likely to require maintenance, and a base habal is less likely to require your intervention. In other words, it's a bigger chiddush to, to allow you to work on your base habal, because that's getting rain anyway. It's not at the top of a mountain, it's in a valley. It's going to get the rain. You don't really need to work that field, okay? So, and... So therefore, the most makil in this scenario is going to be uh, to allow you the, the field that requires the most work with the Beis HaShlachin with a old spring that doesn't really require a lot. So that's the least amount of work. The most amount of work for the least necessary scenario would be the new spring in the Beis HaBal, right? So this is what we're going to say now because the, the Mishnah said that you are allowed to, to irrigate a Beis HaShlachin whether it's a new or an old spring. Well, guess what? If you're going to tell me that I can work on a new spring, I already know that I can work on an old spring because that's a lot less work. And that's the first question of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Right? Once you told me that a new spring that is, that it will, is likely to require maintenance that I'm allowed to work on that in Cholomite, so mashkin, right? Do I need to know that you can work on an old spring? Obviously. It's less work, so of course I could do that. Says the Gemara, Imri Itzdrich. They said that it's necessary. Why? Because the answer is going to be that um, that that would have given a an impression that we only that that has to do with base abal. As follows: If you would have just said Mayan and you wouldn't have said anything else, in right? Because the Mishnah did say. That you're allowed, that you, it did indicate a base hashlochin. Those are the first words of, of, of Sechas Ma'ikot, Mashkin base hashlochin. So once it said that you're allowed to do that for a base hashlochin, so you would have thought that what? That you can only do, um, so you can only irrigate a base hashlochin. The base of Bali, you're not allowed to touch at all. If it would only said, Ma'ayan Shiatsa Bitchila, Mishum de Asilin Pule. You would have been under the impression that if you have an old spring, the low asilin pule, that's probably going to uh, not require maintenance. You would have thought that you can even irrigate a base abal. Kamash malan. The Mishnah is teaching you that no. Right. So 
right? So by telling you that we don't that that you're allowed to irrigate the field, because the Mishnah said Beit Hashlachim. So you would have thought, okay, so you can only irrigate Beit Hashlachim. You're not allowed to irrigate a Beit Sabal. Beit Sabal irrigates itself. But if it had only said that you're allowed to do it with an old, with a new spring, so you would have thought, okay, so this is just an issue of a new spring that requires maintenance. But an old spring, you could use for anything. Like, that's not even a malacha. You can even irrigate a base of Baal that doesn't require it as much. Oh, so we didn't want you to think that. So that's why we brought up both new spring and old spring in the context of a base hashlochen in order to specifically teach you that if you have a base of Baal, we're not letting you touch that cholomoid at all. Oh, and the Gemara says, now, wait a minute. <clears throat> we're digressing here. We're trying to figure out where do we get these phrases, Beis HaShlochen and Beis Baal. Well, how do we know Beis HaShlochen means that it's Tzachusa, that it's a thirsty field that you need to irrigate? Oh, okay. Amalek. Uh, Amalek came up to us. And attacked us when we were ayef v'yageah. This is, uh, we're gonna read a parsha, there's two parshios on Malik. We're gonna read the one in the end of Bashalach, this Shabbos. But this is not that one. This is the one at the end of Kitetse. Anyway, when Targumina v'at mishalhe v'lai. And then we say, what? In the Targum, ayef v'yageah is mishalhe v'lai. Mishalhe means thirsty. Mishalhe shlachim. That's the word. Okay. That's where we get the idea that's called beta shlachim. Okay, what about Beis Abal? My mashma that Beis Abal, lishna de meyatvusahi. How do we know that Beis Abal means that it's settled and satisfied? Dechsev, kival bechor basula. Right? When a young man marries his bride, mitargamidin arei kama de misusav, what is the targum of kival bechor basula? Arei kama de misusav, uleim im besulta de yatvun begavech banaich. A young man settles down. Right, with his basula, so will your children settle in you. This is what we say also. We say, we say to a young man who's, uh, we say to the young bachelor, so when are you going to settle down? So that's what it means, settling down. Literally, calm down, settle down, baal, and what does that have to do with anything? Because base of baal is satisfied with the natural rainfall. It's already settled. It's, it's set, and therefore, that's why it's called base of baal. So Ari Lee, um, you know, one of the great Dafyon masters, I think it was Shalom Rosner, was, was saying that it's based on Baal because um, the Baal over it is HaKadosh Baruch right? Because it's dependent on the rain. He's the one that's kind of like the farmer, so to speak. But be that as it may, that's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara is using this Aramaic uh, analogy. Okay, so now. All right. So we said that you can only write water based uh, HaShlochim. Okay. So what about a base of Baal? So let's see. That is going to set off a search for who the Tana of our Mishnah is. Because our Mishnah clearly says that only Beis HaShlachim can be watered, not Beis HaBal. That's what we just analyzed. So we're going to bring three, a three-way machlokas, that, and we're going to try to figure out who is the Tana of our Mishnah, as follows. Man Tana, the Pseida in Harvachalo. Who is the Tana? We're going to hold to these two criteria. That it's only when you have a Hefseid, when, that you can do malacha, but when you have the, uh, pro, what we, what we called, uh, cultivating or a prophet, harvacha, you're not allowed to do malacha, and vafil b'makom pseida mitrach nami lotarchinan, right? These two criteria, that even if you're, it's gonna be a hefseid, if it's gonna be not mitrach at, at all, but really a tircha yaseira, right? If it's gonna be a lot of tircha, 
then we don't allow you to do that either. So who is the Tana that holds of these two criteria? So I'm a Rav Huna, Rav Lezben Yaakov. He. he was the author of Yuma, remember him? He was Rav Lezben Yaakov, the Tanan. The Mishnah says, this mission is coming up in Dafab. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer, Moshkin es ilan ilan. Yeah, you could divert water from one tree to another in Cholomoid. Okay. If a large, right, if it seems like an uneven distribution of water, you could start diverting. Provided that you're not going to irrigate all the areas uh, between the trees. Why? Because that irrigation is already starting to cultivate and promote, right, profit. Really, that you're not allowed to do. That you're supposed to just keep it from falling apart. As we say. So, Well, does that really prove that the Ezra Yaakov is holding a mission? Well, it sounds like it, right? Because he's letting you do, keep the field alive, but he's not allowing you to do Tirchei And he's letting you avoid Hefzid Merubah, but he's not allowing you to get profit. So this is our guy, says the Gemara, no. I understand that he's being specific about not letting you get profit, by, because he's saying you could divert the, the water, right, but you're not allowed to irrigate the whole field. So I understand that he, he does hold that you're only allowed to do that which is going to avoid a hefseid. And he's not letting you do that, which is going to give you profit. But where are you really seeing the tircha? Like he's not enough evidence of the tircha yaseirib shot, right? We're only really seeing, he's not talking about tircha. He's only talking about hefseid meruba versus harvacha. He's not addressing the issue of tircha. So can we really be confident that he's the author of our mission? Says the Gemara, El Amar of Papa, how money Rabbi Yehudahi? Papa says, this is Rabbi Yehuda is the author of our Mishnah. Why? There is a brysa. In this brysa, we start off by saying that you could even be mashkis stay beisabal. We don't hold like that. That's not in our Mishnah, certainly. Right? That, so again, a new spring with a beisabal. That's the most mekel shita. Right? This is what we were discussing before. That to say that you could use a new spring that's going to likely require maintenance and you could even water or base a bow that can take care of itself, that's a really, really mekel shita. That's Diva Rebbe Meir. He's the most mekel on this Cholomoyed issue. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that, no, you can't water base a bow. You can only water a field that really needs it, that dried up. Harva, in this case, means that it dried up. So that you can water with. Our mission didn't say anything about dried up. We're going to address that. But let's see. Rebbe says, he's the most machmer. He's not letting you water anything. And on top of it, so Rebbe is also not the author of a mission. It sounds like he's not doing anything on Cholomoyed. He's one of those guys, right? That's wearing like the suit and tie and hat and jacket and everything and just sitting in the base and learning. He's not touching anything. He doesn't want to get in the car or anything. Okay. What did the Brisa say, moreover, in the name of Yehuda, that you can't divert? You can't even re, um, you can't even clean out the, uh, the canal, the irrigation, and, um, you can't, uh, also water his garden from it and on Cholamoid. So that's already not like Rabbi Lazar Yaakov. So they're, they're, uh, disagreeing about this diversion of the irrigation canal. So, wait a second. Okay, this, this is going to, uh, this inspires Rapapa to think that our mission is like Rabbi Huda. But wait a minute, Rabbi Huda, if you look carefully at the Bryce as we did, says that you are allowed 
to be mashke the beit hashlachim. That is what our Mishnah says, but it says shecharva that it dried up. Says the Gemara, my charva. What does it mean, dried up? Elaim a charva mamish. If if you means that it dried up completely already, lamali demashkila. Why are you even watering? You know, a fully desiccated field. It's over, right? It doesn't even help to water it. So It just means that one of the springs kind of like got stomped up, and therefore it's not getting right enough irrigation from it. And another spring uh, emerged, and that spring can be used to water. So that, right, what Rabbi Yehuda is allowing. In other words, if you don't allow that spring to go, it's going to... Uh, it's going to result in a loss. That is how we understand in the Gemara what Rabbi Yehuda says. That's going to make the Rabbi Yehuda sound like our Mishnah. Uh, how, however, Rabbi Elazar and Azariah, Omer Lokach Lokach, how is Rabbi Elazar and Azariah? So what we're saying in the Gemara now is that they're all looking at the same case. The case again is one of the irrigation canals got stopped up or somehow became right ineffective. And now the question is, can you redirect this new spring? So Rabbi Huda says yes, because otherwise the field's going to be lost. Rabbi Lazar Nazari says no. Lokach v'lokach. Losh nachar mimayna. Losh nachar mimayna. Mayan shiyatsa betchila lo. Rabbi Lazar Nazari says, I don't care, man. I'm not going to let you use this new spring because you're going to end up maintaining it and doing a lot of work and construction on Cholom Moed. Ah. So that makes it sound like if you mix and match and tease out Rabbi Huda's Shita out of here, it makes it sound like Rabbi Huda is going to let you, right, only work, he's going to let you work the, even the new Mayan, but only for a Beis HaShlachin. And that's how it fits with our Shita, the Mishnah. Oh. So now the Gemara says, however, right, Umimai, how, so, so, are you sure that this means, results in us holding our Behuda? Yeah, because, but, but is that really true? Because Dilma Adkan lo kar Behuda beis hashlachen in beis abal lo elamayan shiotz bitchila. Maybe Behuda said that you could do a beis ha shlachen only by a mayan shiotz bitchila. As we turn to, right, uh, beisam and beis, Dilma asilin pule. Because, uh, in the case of a new spring, and you're going to need to do some construction. We're going to let you deal with it, but maybe only in a base hashlachin. Avamayan shelo and only only avamayan But remember, our Mishnah said that we're never going to let you right deal with a base habal. We're only going to let you irrigate a base hashlachin that absolutely needs it. So how do we know? We don't have any evidence that what Rabbi Yehuda would say by Beis Abal. That's what the Gemara is asking now. Maybe Rabbi Yehuda would say, In other words, how do we know that Rabbi Yehuda would agree with our Mishnah that when you have a Beis Abal, you're not even allowed to deal with an old spring? So the Gemara says, If that was true, right, then who is going to be the author of our Mishnah? In other words, look at the Brisa. The Brisa has Rabbi Yehuda He's just sitting in his Shabbos clothes and he's not moving at all. So that's not our Mishnah because our Mishnah is letting you irrigate the Beis HaShlachin, right? Rav Meir is letting you go into Beis HaVal and start like digging, <laughs> digging stuff. So he's totally Mekil. For him, it looks like it's, he's going to work. So it's certainly not him. So it's kind of like a process of elimination. Our Mishnah has to be Rabbi Yehuda. That's basically what we're saying, right? It says, Elal Rabbi Yehuda, right? This is the first, wide, the last wide line in Rashi. Lower Rabbi Lozman Yaakov. Okay, the Amran, we already explained why our mission isn't like Rabbi Lazar and Yaakov, Elokar Meir, that's allowing everything, Elokar Lazar, the Fila Beis Hashlachin Lashari. So, who's we left? We have four different possibilities, Tanaim, and Rabbi Yudah is the only one that can fit. El Rabbi Yudah, Loshna, Mayan, Shayatsa, Betchila, Loshna, Mayan, Shayatsa, Betchila. Once we say that 
the uh, author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda, so then we know that the issue is not what kind of Mayan is, because he's even going to allow, right, a new spring that might require more maintenance. Uh, but the issue is, base, right, so he says, base hashlachinin, base habalo. What the problem, what the issue is that he's allowing only base hashlachin, regardless of what kind of spring it is. But base habal, he's never going to let you do that, malachan chalamayin. And why did he only mention to show the extent of Rameyer's kula? Right, the only reason we mentioned and we didn't and singled it out was not to tell you that if you had an old spring you could use it in a base of bala, it barely requires any any help, but rather to teach you that we have this machlokas of the new spring. And that within that machlokis, even Rabbi Meir would allow even the new spring, even for a Baal. But again, the shita of Rabbi Yehuda, even though it's not explicit in the Brisa, we've deduced that it's the same as our Mishnah, which is to say that we are concerned about a Hefzid Merubah in a base Hashlachin, and therefore we're only going to let you irrigate the base Hashlachin, and once we're letting you do it, we're going to let you do it whether it's a new or an old spring. Okay, so now, Shabbos. Let's talk about Hilchas Shabbos. Nine lines down, Beis and Beis. Itmar. Haminakesh ve'amashkemayim lazorim b'Shabbos. Once we're already talking about irrigation stuff, let's talk about some lechas Shabbos here. What about a person who weeds and waters seeds on Shabbos? So we know, we know that there are thirty-nine melachas, and we know the reason we have thirty-nine melachas is that you can, uh, you know, how many korbanos chatos you're going to bring for a shogeg, right? Uh, and you're going to know, right, in order to separate out, and also for hasra, when you're giving warning to somebody, so then you have to tell them, you know, which malacha they're doing. The question is, you're seeing somebody watering or weeding the, their lawn on Shabbos chas v'shalom. So what is going to be your warning, Andrew, when you see that person? There is no malacha called mashke. There is no malacha called menakesh. So the question is, which is it? Mishum ma'ay masrinu What's going to be that surah? Rabba amarts machlokas. Rabba mishum choresh. We also have Mishim Zorea. Those are two of the Av Malachos. Choresh means plowing. Zorea means seeding, sowing. So which does it seem, when you're watering your lawn, Andrew, which do you think it is? Watering or sowing? Andrew says, I am a white collar worker. I sit behind a desk. I don't even know what you're talking about. Andrew, you're in the field here. And you think it's plowing? No, you Yeah. Chorish is plowing and Zorea is like putting the seeds in the ground. But you didn't do either one of those. You just watered it. So, but, but it is a Malacha Daraisa. You don't know? So let's see. The Gemara is going to analyze it for us. I'm a rabba. Kavasidi di mistabra. I say this all the time. I, I, I think my opinion makes sense. I always think my opinion makes sense. Again, Rabba said that it's Chorish. Why? Guess what? When you, it's that watering the, the earth is more similar to plowing because plowing softens the ground, so does watering the earth. Oh, okay. I'm Rabbi Yosef, because CDD, Mr. Yosef also agrees with himself. Because my because when you put seeds in the ground, you're promoting growth, obviously. You're creating growth. So here, too, you're promoting growth by weedering and watering. That's how you make things grow. So the Gemara is going to analyze this. I'm Rabbi Yosef, I have a question. Yosef Kasha, I have a question on him too. Don't worry. In other words, okay, so you're saying it's Chorish is softening the ground, but you're going to say it's not Zorel? 
I mean, in Lerav Yosef Kasha, right? Mishum Zareah, in Mishum Chorish, love, right? In other words, both of you have your point, right? Yes, you're softening the ground. Yes, you're promoting growth. But who's to say that you're not doing the other? Like you're not, right? You're doing both of those things when you're watering and weeding. So what's making you exclude the other malacha? Don't tell me that, that you can only have to pick one malacha, right? Because we know that if you're doing an activity that's going to subsume two separate malachas within it, you can, in fact, right, violate both, as we're going to see. It says, Let's say you're pruning trees, but you happen to also be making a bonfire. So, so guess what? You're going to be higher for planting because that the pruning is promoting the planting process. And you're going to be chayev also for reaping because you're using the wood for your own purposes. So you're getting, right, you're, you're getting a double benefit. You're killing two birds with one stone. You're getting the, the firewood and you're helping the, the, the wood grow by pruning it. And then you're chayev for both. So says the Gemara, kasha. That's in fact, difficult. it's really difficult to understand why Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef thought that you're only over one malacha because it's clear that you're doing both. It's clear that you're promoting the growth of the ground and you're also softening it, huh? So now we're still in this debate because we are now going to listen in on Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef to debate this in the base medrash. Let's say you have again going back to the Isra of Kalim. Can't have the two seeds. So let's say you're part of the Badats crew that's been sent out. What happens is when you go and you're part of the Badats crew and you see that this has been. Uh, done that somebody did and plant kalaim, you're supposed to pull out the kalaim, you're supposed to pull out the weeds. That's the Pasuk in the Torah, by the way. The Pasuk says, Lo tizra kalaim. So we're going to actually discuss what does that mean? Does that mean that you're allowed to just leave it once it's done? In other words, is the Isser to plant it? Or is the Isser to even leave it and let it grow once it is planted? Let's see. Anyway, you pull out the weeds, right? And then kalaim, and you and you cover the earth. Okay, so First of all, this is bad, right? Because you have a kalim field, you haven't been caught, right? You have an under the radar, low key, as we say in, in Tafshin Pei Beis, kalim field that the Badat hasn't found out about, and you're cultivating it, Rahman al-Islan. Says the, the Brisa, loke, you get Malkus. Why do you get Malkus? Because it says, lo tizra kalim, that's a lav shiyesh b'maisa, right? You get Malkus for lav shiyesh b'maisa. So you're going to get Malkus for this, for this, um, for this lav sheish b'maisa of cultivating a kalim field. Rabbi Kiva Omer Afamakayim. Wow. Rabbi Kiva is saying a fascinating thing. That even if what? In other words, the field has already been, um, or has already been planted and you already planted it. Now, every day that you let that thing grow on its own, even if you're not doing an actual maisa, you're still going to get malkas. How can you get malkas? It's lav sheish b'maisa. Right, That's incredible. So <clears throat> we'll see. It has to do with the fact that like a Chefzagavra thing. What is the Maisa? Is the Maisa to physically cultivate the Kalayim field or is it to allow a, a Kalayim field to continue to exist? That kind of is a Maisa also in a way. So that's an amazing chiddush of Rabbi Kiva, that even though you're not actively doing it, just by sustaining it and allowing it to exist, you are actually chayev uh, enough to get the, right, to get the malkos. So what does this have to do with anything? So this is a genius concept of Rabbi Yosef. 
He says, according to me, right, who say, I say that pulling weeds on Shabbos is Zorea, Hainu da Asira That is why if you pull weeds from Kilaim, right, and foster their growth that way, that's what you're Chayev, right? Why? Because again, what did the Pasuk say? Lo Tizra Kilaim. So Rabbi Yosef is saying, Tizra. We're, we're doing what? We're talking about a guy, forget about Rabbi Kiva for a minute. We're talking about a guy who's weeding, all he's doing is weeding, right? He's not actually planting. He's, he's just kind of cultivating and, being, and gardening this field. But he's not planting it, he planted it already. What's the Isser? Lotizra. The Isser is not to plant it. Well, guess what? Rabbi Yosef says, cultivating and weeding and watering this thing is like planting. We know, based on the Brisa, that you get malchus for that as if you planted it. Must be that this activity is equivalent to planting. That's what this is doing here. Ah. El Didach, he says to Rabbah, the Amas Mishim Choresh, but you're saying that it's like plowing. So Chavisha Beklaim Yasir. That's not the Isser. The Isser doesn't say Lotachosh Kalaim. It says Lotizra Kalaim. Oh. So I'm a lay, sir. Rabbi answered your Yasir Mishim Mekayim. Yeah. Well, the Bryson just means anything that you're maintaining. Yeah. And from that, but Rabbi Kiva at the end says that even if you're Mekayim, you're Chayev Malkos. Miklal the Tanakama Lav Mishim Mekayim Hu. Wait, does that mean that the Tanakama holds it? It's not because of Mekayim? So Gemara says, no. Kula Rabbi Kiva he. The whole. Brisa is Rabbi Akiva. It sounds like you have a machlokas. The way we read it was that the Tanakama says you need to do an activity, and then Rabbi Akiva says you don't even need to do an activity. He's more machmir as this incredible chiddush that all you have to do is keep it alive. But now we're saying an unbelievable reformulation of the Brisa that really Rabbi Akiva is saying the entire statement. What he's trying to do is explain, elaborate, that the reason why you are chayiv for cultivating uh, a Kalayim field that you already planted is because the Isser is to maintain the field. Oh, see? So, Kula Rabbi Kiva, my time, and what's the reason for the, for the first and the second clause of this, Brisa? Because he was explaining, my time, why are you Usser, even though you're not physically planting right now or seeding the field but you're just all you're doing is covering the seeds and taking out the weeds and, and just gardening this this thing why are you getting malchus mishum mikayim because that is in fact that even maintaining the field is going to be a the chiv that the chiv of lotizra kalayim is you should not be mikayim you cannot allow this thing to exist and now the Gemara is going to say what we mentioned already. How does he get the Shita? My time at Rabbi Kiva. Where does he get the Shita? The Tanya, because he had a Brisa, Sadchalo Tizra Kilaim. Right? The Brisa elaborates on what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says, Sadchalo Tizra Kilaim. Right? But he says, Ainli Ela Zorea. You would have thought that it only means blood Tizra, right? That you have to actually stick the seeds in the ground. Mikaimi 9. From where do I learn that? Maintaining the field is also Talmud Omer, Kilaim Sadchalo. That's why the Torah also says, Kilaim Sadchalo. You cannot maintain Kilaim in your field, which is to say, it's a Chefza issue, so to speak, if you're going to say Lambdas, that, or, or otherwise saying, you cannot maintain this thing. It's not about, right, actually seeding it. You can't have it on your watch at all. So 13 lines up from the bottom of Beis and Beis. It's not. We're going to return to our mission and ask the following question. Mashkin Beis Ashlochen Memoid of and by the way, once you say that it's maintenance, that's the Isser, so now you're not really, you don't really have Rabbah and Rabbi Yosef 
so much anymore. Because really, whether you're plowing or you're maintaining or you're softening or you're watering, all that stuff should be usur, according to Rabbi Kiva. So that wasn't explicit in the Gemara, but I think the Gemara is implying that this kind of knocks out Rabbi Yosef's awesome shot that it has to be Lotizra. Because Rabbi Kiva doesn't hold that it has to be Lotizra altogether. Right? He, he holds that it's just maintaining it. Okay. So Tanat. This is a quote from our Mishnah. So you're allowed to irrigate your right? Your, uh, your field on top of the hill. Machu Picchu. On Cholamoid or on Shvius. So Bishlem and Moed, Mishum Tirchahi, Evamakum Seda Sharabanan. I understand Cholamoid, you have a Makum Hefseid, and you're, and you're working, and it's not a great Tircha, but it's enough of a Tircha that we need to allow it. But Makum Hefseid. Ela Shvius, Bain Laman, the Amar Mishum Zorea, Bain Laman, the Amar Mishum Choresh, Zriar Vacharisha Bishvius Mishari. Are you allowed to do Zriar Vacharisha on Shvius? Even if it is to maintain the field. Like, dude, plowing your field on, sh- on Shemitah? What's going on here? So says the Gemara, Amar Bai, Bishvis Bismanazeh. Oh my goodness. Talking about Shemitah Bismanazeh. Is there a difference, Shemitah Bismanazeh and Shemitah elsewhere? Let's see. The Rebbe. That is a statement of Rebbe. The Tanya. Rebbe Aimer, Bazeh, Dvar Hashemitah Shemot. If you look at the Pasuk on Shemitah, it says, here, here's the deal with Shemitah. Shemot. This is really talking about and therefore, right, because there's two things what you're doing on Shemitah. What are, I mean, there's more, but the point is um, there's a monetary aspect of Shemitah that has nothing to do with the field also. You might recall that during Shemitah you forgive all loans also. In order to avoid that, you have to make a prusable, as you might recall. So you're forgiving all the loans and you're also um, not working the land. So in the loan forgiveness part of the Psukim, it says Zedvar Shemitah Shemot. It says Shemitah Shemot twice. What is this two Shemitah Shemot? Bishtei Shemitah Sakasim Daber. Says Rebbe that this has to do with two types of Shemitah. Achas Shemitah Skarka, Achas Shemitah Ksafim. There's two kinds of Shemitahs as we just discussed. One is you're leaving the land to, to rest, so to speak, and the other one is you're forgiving the loans. So Bizman Shatam Shameit Karka, Shameit Ksafim. And what the Pasuk is trying to teach you is whenever you have Shemitah's Karka, then you're also going to be Meshamit the Ksafim, and that's when you can forgive the loans. But whenever you don't do Shemitah, you don't have to forgive the loans. What does that mean? Whenever you don't do Shemitah. What's going on here? Rashi. The Bizman Shiyata Meshamit Karka. Second to last line, Rashi. Miklal de Ikaz Manch de Meshamit Karka. Sometimes you don't do Shemitah. When is that? Ve'ezazeh, bizman hazeh. What does it mean, bizman hazeh? Yeah, that's the machlokas. Is Shemitah bizman hazeh, the rice or the rabbanan? Massive, massive topic. Is this year's Shemitah in Yonah de Yoma? Is it the rice or the rabbanan? Do we have Shemitah bizman hazeh? Is the, is the topic over here. Right, Rebbe holds that Shemitah pertains only when? When Yovel is extant. When is Yovel? When Rove of the Jewish world is settled in Israel. By the way, it's Tavshin Pei Beis, and guess what, everybody? We live in a day and age when most Jews live in Israel. Did you know that? That hasn't happened in 2,000 years. <laughs> so, it's... Uh, but we think of Israelis like how many Israelis are there already? Yeah, but we're the ones that are on the outside looking in. May we all return to Eretz Yisrael So let's see, do we have any time? Oh, we have a couple more minutes. So let's turn to, let's go to, go to Gimel. So Rava Amar, 
an alternative explanation as to why the Mishnah allowed to water the field during Shemitah. Even if you're going to say, right, that, again, this is Machlokas Chachamim and Rebbe. Chachamim hold that Shemitah Bismanazeh is Doraisa. I mean, you know we keep Shemitah Bismanazeh, right? We even make Prisbals Bismanazeh. So we're like taking this seriously, the Shemitah's Chachamim and the Shemitah. So Avos Asa Rachmana. But he says only the Av Malachos are allowed during Shemitah, are disallowed during Shemitah. Tolados lo ach asarachmana. Tolados were not prohibited. That's why, since, right, watering seeds is not considered an Av Malacha. For the reason that we mentioned before, there is no Malacha of Mashke. There's only a Malacha of Choresh or Zareah. So since this is considered a Tolada, that's why it's not Asamidaraisa during Shemitah. Even if Shemitah were Daraisa, that is why that would be only an Isser Darabanan. Right, Dixiv, Bhuvishana Ashvis, we're on Gimel Madalaf here, on the top Bhuvishana Shvis, Shabbat Shabatoni Yela Aretz, Sarchalo Tizra. Right? So so that's what it says that on the seventh year, Dafyomi coincidence, Lubliner moment, because we are in the Shemitah year, you're not allowed to, right? You're supposed to let the the, the field rest, but you cannot seed it. Mehdi's mir bakhlal zriya. So I can understand that pruning is included in planting. And picking the grapes is included in reaping. So what was the Torah trying to hint at when it's talking about, right, when it says uh, um, right, you can't prune, because that's the hemshech of the Pasuk, right? So what does it mean, right, when it's talking about tizmar? To teach you that these specific told us you're going to be chayv, but other told us you're not going to be chayv. In other words, <laughs> this is circling it back to our Mishnah, right? Our Mishnah's first words were, So we say that that which you can do in Moed sometimes corresponds to that, to that which you can do in Shviz. Well, the Avos Melacha, right, of Shabbos that we talked about, there are only certain tolados amongst those that are going to be usher on Shemitah as well. And with that, we will proceed. Everybody have a good job.